Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the Live Inspired Podcast, Monday Morning Moments with John O'Leary. I record these so that you and I can begin our days and our weeks together in awe and on fire with a burst of inspiration. Why don't we begin this episode by quoting the great William James, who reminds us of this. Act as if what you do makes a difference. It does. Well, my friends, a recent conversation with a new friend reminded me of the power of failing forward and of the number that ultimately makes the most difference in our lives. Let me explain. Two. That's right, the number two. After five months in the hospital, I finally went home. That first evening, although seated in a wheelchair in intense pain with fingers recently amputated, feeling sad about my hands and totally scared about my future, mom wanted me to eat by myself, not in a different room, but with my own hands. So with a plate of food now in front of me, I spent two hours dropping the fork, two hours complaining to mom, two hours crying it wasn't fair, Two hours arguing that it would never work. Two hours of failing. And then the number three. The struggle to simply eat paled in comparison to the fear that I felt that I would never find someone to see past my scars. Having never dated and more than halfway through college, I met Beth. Over the next several years of courting her, Telling her how I felt, risking rejections, and then experiencing it, I frequently felt completely alone. In other words, it was three long years of failing. And then the number 13. After years of reflecting on my life story and pondering what those life lessons might mean to others and elevating their journey forward, and journaling key ideas and condensing it down to a readable manuscript, and then sending it to 13 publishers. I excitedly waited for letters coming back expressing their desire to help spread a message of living inspired. In a marketplace of divisiveness, every single publishing company seemed to agree on one key thing. An unknown author with no following was not the kind of project, not the kind of guy that they were interested in publishing. Each of those letters served as 13 reminders of failure. These, my friends, are but a few of innumerable failures in my life. I failed in my health, in relationships, in finances, and in business. I failed with words that I chose to speak, silence that I chose to keep, actions I chose to take, and regrets that still remain. And I'm not alone, am I? My friends, we all live with evidence of our mistakes, our missteps, and our brokenness. So how should we respond when it seems that a project or a passion or a desire that we have seems utterly impossible? A recent conversation with a new friend, I think, represents one of the greatest failures of all time that I've ever met. And perhaps his story might remind the rest of us of what remains possible in our stories. This gentleman that I'm referring to failed in relationships. He struggled professionally. He endured a bankruptcy, wrestled with self-worth, 
felt totally isolated from others, and occasionally even wondered if his life was worth living. There was one powerful desire, though, that kept Mark Victor Hansen moving forward in his life. He was absolutely certain that the world might benefit from his message if he could just get it out there. Mark spent years researching, organizing content, coalescing stories, and writing his book. He then took his life work. He submitted a manuscript and a marketing plan to a single publishing company in New York, and he waited for the response. They rejected it. So Mark refined it. He elevated the manuscript he submitted to another publishing company, and they rejected it. He then sent it on to another dozen publishing companies. Some he sent with special packaging. Others he hand-delivered to executives within the organizations. Regardless, the publishing company or how Mark delivered them, all 12 rejected it. Undeterred, he sent his story to 144 different publishing companies. All 144 rejected him. Listen to this number again, 144. Until one day, one person saw not only the resoluteness of Mark's passion, but the potential within his story. This one publisher took a risk and agreed to print his book. In 1993, a couple thousand copies of Mark's book were printed. The book did just well enough that a couple thousand more were printed, and then a few more thousand, and then a few more thousand. And by the end of that first full year, more than one million copies of the book were sold. Chicken Soup for the Soul went on to become one of the best-selling books and franchises of all time. It's been translated into 43 different languages. It's been offered in more than 100 different countries. And ultimately, this little book sold more than 500 million copies internationally. 500 million copies. My friends... You've just heard several different numbers as I've been sharing with you this Monday morning motivation. Two hours, three years, 13 letters of admonishment, 14 rejection letters, 500 million copies sold. By far, however, the most important number you just heard, the one you need to embrace today is this one. One. One mother believed in her little boy's ability to feed himself and live a meaningful life, even if it would require a couple difficult hours of failing before taking that first bite. One beautiful woman, her name is Beth, saw through a man's scars and his brokenness. Beth took my hand, spoke the words, eventually, I do. And 18 years later, continues to prove it out each day in a manner in which she loves me and lives her life. Even if it did require three years of failing while waiting for her. One young man, talking about myself here, who struggled in school, asked my teachers, did poorly in English, grappled with self-worth, ultimately released the number one national bestseller, on fire. It was followed eventually by the number one national bestseller in awe. Even if that first book was rejected first 
by 13 publishers. And one small publishing company saw within a future author's passion a book that might elevate the lives of those who needed to read it, even if it took 144 rejections to get there. 500 million readers suggest that that weight, those rejections, were worth it. The number, though, my friends, is one. As we race through this day, as we read about tragedies overseas or challenges in our nation, difficulties in our regions, difficulties in our own personal lives, and feel discouragement that there's little we can do to influence positive change, be reminded that your one life is a sacred gift. While big numbers might grab the headlines, the most important number recognizes that what you do matters, that the words you choose to speak influence, that the dreams you cast impact the path you take, and that while your road forward may be difficult, your best is yet to come. Let's together agree that we should act that what we do makes a difference. Let's remember that indeed it does. And today, let's choose not to just listen about it, but let's choose to act like it. My friends, I want to thank you for tuning in to this Live Inspired podcast, for being part of our Live Inspired movement, and for believing like I do that the best is yet to come. So for this time and until next time, my name is John O'Leary, and this is your one day Live Inspired.